Everyone deserves an orgasm. That's why Passion Box Movement discreetly delivers sexual confidence straight to your door. From sex toys to protection, Passion Box Movement has you covered, regardless of gender identity and sexuality. Use code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, for 10% off your order. Visit passionboxmovement.com today. Of all the faces in New York, Ingrid Wheeler's is the last I thought I'd ever see. De Niro's, maybe. Being shuffled away into a black sedan with tinted windows, or hell, I'd even settle for a passing glance of Taylor Swift. And yet, here I am, sitting in a bar that looks like every hipster's wet dream, surrounded by people I've known for all of 72 hours, staring at a girl I've known my whole life. And suddenly, it's looking like she might just become my one shining beacon of hope in this grimy cesspool of the city. Granted, she seems about as interested in me as she was in cow tipping in high school, but hey, maybe after all these years on her own in the Big Apple, she'll be relieved to lay eyes on a friendly, familiar face. Ingrid! Yay! <laughs> Bo's date Cleo waves Ingrid over with a level of enthusiasm that seems out of character for a seasoned New Yorker. Maybe she's just as out of place here as I am. Ingrid smiles, making her way through the crowded room to our table in the back. She's dressed up even more than the last time I saw her, wearing a black skirt that hugs her hips in all the right places, and the kind of blouse you'd only expect to see at a funeral back home. Don't get me wrong, Ingrid Wheeler is still hot as hell. With her bronze, wavy hair, a little shorter than it was in high school, swept to one side, she looks like the perfect image of a New York businesswoman. Turns out the lingering fantasy I've had every once in a while about her becoming some sexy, sophisticated city slicker wasn't so far off. It's not like I was ever in love with the girl, but when someone from our hometown moves away, and to New York no less, their name tends to come up every so often in casual, wonder what they're up to conversation. Besides, Wheeler the Dealer always held a place near the top of our high school's hotties to watch list, even if she was a stuck-up snob sometimes. The other side of the table slides to make room when she arrives, and she settles in next to her friend, which happens to be right across from me. I smile at her, but she hardly meets my eyes. Her lips pulled taut in what I can only assume is her polite, business-meeting fake smile. Alright. Guess I'm not as friendly a face to her as I might have hoped. Still, I swear that even in the dim lighting of this bar, I can make out a hint of blush creeping over her cheeks. It's good to see you again, Wheeler. How you been? My words come out a little too loud, interrupting the hushed conversation happening between the two women across from me. They pause, exchanging a look I can't quite read, but can tell isn't a pleased one. Ingrid squares her shoulders at me, resting her elbows on the table and cocking her head to the side. It's Ingrid, actually, and I'm spectacular. Her voice drips with the same icy condescension she learned to master in our high school English classes. Luckily, I'm used to the cold, and I barrel forward without skipping a beat. Glad to hear it, Ingrid. Uh, your friend here said that you're a consultant now, right? How'd you get that gig? I thought you moved here to be an accountant or something like that. Her name is Cleo, and yes, I've been a gainfully employed actuarial consultant for the past four years. That's what happens when you leave Schittsville and get a real education. While she speaks, I watch her pick at a nick in the wooden table with one of her long, painted fingernails. 
Well, beats me why you trade the clean, open air of Indiana for this burning trash heap of a city. Oh yeah, because I really trust the opinion of some redneck who's been here for what, two days? Why don't you hop back in your truck and drive on back to your double wide? You really haven't changed one bit, have you? I lean back a bit, crossing my arms and cocking my head right back at her. You drove here from Indiana? Cleo's eyes are wide with horror. I toss back the rest of my beer before addressing her. Uh, I flew. It would have been cheaper to drive, but there's no way my truck would have made it halfway there. I would have ended up stranded in Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh would have suited you better. Ingrid and I lock eyes for the first time all evening. But instead of my insides bubbling over with rage, I feel a familiar twinge deep in my gut and a stirring behind my zipper. Her brown eyes bore into mine, one perfect brow arched in a challenge. Every bone in my body is screaming to take it further, to push her harder until whatever's brewing between us boils over. I don't know what the fuck is happening right now, but I do know that I don't want it to stop. Uh, so, Noah, what is it that you do? Cleo interjects, glancing between us and giving Ingrid a not-so-subtle glare. I am a teacher. As I humor the friend who seems desperate to have a normal conversation, my eyes remain locked on Ingrid's. How fun. What age? High school. Which subject? History. I arch a brow at Ingrid. And what brings a high school history teacher to New York for the summer? Yeah, Mr. Bloom. What are you doing so far from home this summer? Ingrid finally butts in, absentmindedly drumming her nails on the table. Uh, a one-month managerial training program. Same as Bo. The scruffy hippie to Cleo's right doesn't hear his name, too busy waving his arms going on about climate change. I'm sure he's told you all about it. He's been a barista in Brooklyn for the past 10 years and has some crackpot idea that he thinks will make him a millionaire. He won't fucking shut up about it. Cleo smiles, giving Ingrid a sly look. We haven't been doing much talking, actually. <laughs> they laugh, and I bite my tongue, shifting my eyes away from them. Ingrid seems to notice, her eyes narrowing in my direction. Oh, come on, Noah. We're all adults here. I shift uncomfortably in my seat, focusing on picking the label off my beer bottle instead of her critical eyes. You don't believe what Mr. Clappenholt said about your dick falling off if you don't wait until marriage, do you? He's updated the sex education curriculum, and I'll have you know I played a part in getting rid of that outdated fear-mongering. Cleo nods, but Ingrid's eyes grow wide, and she almost snorts her drink through her nose. You're not saying... Oh my god. Do you teach history at our old high school? Fuck. Here we go. The two women stare at me intently, one with an earnest, active listening look on her face, and the other ready to burst out laughing at a moment's notice. Lincoln High pays better than you'd think. Ingrid scoffs, her brows practically meeting her hairline as she shakes her head at me. I think that's sweet. Her friend shoots daggers Ingrid's way. It's not my dream job or anything, it just happened. And what is your dream job? Oh, thank you for asking. I hope to open my own brewery someday. My pop taught my brothers and I each to brew when we turned 18, and from the first time I made my own pot of wort, I was hooked. Both women stare at me, nodding slowly as I explain. It's no secret that I brew my own beer, but I haven't shared the whole I'd like to take a huge risk and open my own brewery thing with many people. Hell, my own mother hardly knows why I'm here. 
She thinks I'm getting some kind of certification that'll give me a pay bump at the high school. I didn't keep the truth from her, per se. More like she made an assumption that I let her hold on to for a little while. Well, that fucking tracks. Ingrid shrugs, causing Cleo to openly elbow her in the ribs. If I hadn't spent four good teenage years around Ingrid's snide comments, I'd think she was a full-on snob. But I know she's just being Ingrid. She means... That's amazing! Nah, it's, it's fine. Don't, don't worry. That's just Wheeler the dealer. We got used to what she dealt us pretty quick. Jesus, not this again. Okay, what is that? Oh, yeah. We started calling her the dealer a couple months into freshman year. She was always mouthing off from the front row, turning around and putting us rednecks back in our place. Mouthing off? What, like I needed a muzzle or something? Ingrid crosses her arms, tossing a curtain of hair over her shoulder. I shrug, taking a long swig of my shitty, watered-down beer. Might have come in handy. Ingrid huffs, rolling her eyes so hard they just might fall out of the back of her head. Cleo chuckles uncomfortably, shifting her attention back to Bo, and I know I've taken it a step too far. It's one thing to get a little banter going. It's another to compare a woman to a dog. I might act like a redneck sometimes, but I'm not a total piece of ignorant white trash. I rest my elbows on the table and lean forward. Listen, all I'm saying is that you had some pretty high standards. You never took it easy on us, not even once. Ingrid folds her hands in front of her and narrows her eyes. Maybe I would have taken it easy if you all stopped treating me like I had a stick up my ass all the time. High standards? Sorry I didn't want to ride some horny 16-year-old's tractor behind the school gym and call it a classy first date. Billy Lampton did that one time. You still won't let him let it down. Billy Lampton is an idiot, and no one deserves to live that down. I pause. He died a few years back, you know. Ingrid's face drops. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I... I had no idea. I give her a long, hard look, letting that sobering truth sink in. Then I lay it on her. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. That's what happens when you leave everyone you've ever known in the dust. You bastard! Ingrid fumes, trying and failing to suppress a smile. I don't know how you believe me. Billy's like the most active Facebook user in the history of Facebook. Don't shut up about his rifle collection. Jesus, I haven't checked Facebook in ages. Yeah, well, wouldn't hurt to check in on your old classmates every once in a while. <laughs> I'd rather blow my brains out. I take it you didn't hear about Susie Tucker then. That's not funny. You get one dead classmate prank per week. And suicide is off limits. So, we'll be seeing each other again while I'm here. The words come out before I can even think about them. Frankly, I have no idea where they came from. Sure, it's been fun poking the bear that is Ingrid Wheeler. But if this happy hour has been any sign of what's to come, this might not be my brightest idea. She's as prickly now as she was in high school. And I'm not sure if I have the right gloves to deal with that. Oh, uh... I mean, I don't know. Things are really picking up at work, so... Listen, Ingrid. I have no idea what I'm doing here in this city. But you seem to really like it here. Why don't you show me around a little? Prove me wrong about this shithole. She rolls her eyes for what feels like the thousandth time tonight. But I'll be damned if there's not a hint of a smile tucked behind those rosy cheeks. Fine. Rule number one, for the love of God, stop calling New York a shithole. Fair enough. Is there a rule number two? She arches a brow, biting her lip and tugging at the ends of her hair. There are plenty more rules, but you'll just have to pay attention. 
We exchange numbers as the night dwindles down, Cleo and Bo being the first to scamper off and do whatever it is they do besides share basic information about their lives. We trail behind the couple into the night air, where the eternal smell of urine greets us on the street corner. See you around, Wheeler. She gives me a stern look. Ingrid. Night, Noah. Get home safe. She turns the corner to her subway stop, and I watch her for a moment before turning to walk to mine. She looks so comfortable, so confident crossing the street before the walk sign is on, weaving around strangers without so much as an excuse me or have a good night. This place is certainly a far cry from where we grew up, and I have no idea how she figured out how to make it here. And I couldn't tell you why, but I'm dying to find out. Ten Week Turnabout is written by Amelia J. Rose, produced by Consensual, creating steamy, feminist-first romance for Riot Girls. Special thanks to Baby Money and the Down Payments for the use of our theme song, Oh Boy. Head sound engineer John McNeil, mixing by Spiral Light Creative, mastering by Aiden Gavora. Follow us at ConsensualPod on Instagram, and follow at the Noah Bloom and at the Ingrid Wheeler to watch this love story play out on your Instagram feed. This episode was performed by Allison Grishow, Travis Donahue, and Nadia Pelletier. Tune in next Wednesday to hear Ingrid think to herself, something about being needed like this is doing it for me in more ways than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs>